Trunk falls on it. That will be it. They've defended their title. They are still the champions and the first in a united competition since 39 Who's it about this week? Silky, it's about Mitch Orbison. Longest serving rooster in the club. 303, not out. Plenty to come. We're up in the captain's club, sunning ourselves, interviewing his family, and what a great night and what beautiful people they were. So proud. What a night to be a rooster. What a win over the Sharks. I know Coach Robinson wasn't as happy as he should be, but I tell you what, it's still about one man, Mitch Orbison. Welcome to Roosters Radio, Silky. In a week where 303 is the number attributed to our longest serving rooster, Mitch. Yeah, that's right, Bush. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Roosters Radio. That's right, we're going to be celebrating the career of the one and only Mitch Orbison. We've got some uh, great grabs from our discussion with his mother, Lynn, and brothers, Nathan and James, up at the Captain's Club on Saturday night. But Bush, you know, before we talk about Mitch, let's talk about the performances of the Roosters. Uh, In particular, I thought Isaac Liu had his best game all season. Joey Manu, I thought, was uh, exceptional at fullback, and I thought, Young Lindsay Collins starting as we were resting quite a few players. I thought he was uh, very solid up front. So it was good to see, uh, you know, guys like Lindsay. We talked about Lindsay through the year. The fans have been watching him develop and grow. We know that uh, he's had some mistakes in his game and, and he's a young player emerging. You talk about Gordon Tallis picking him in the state of origin side for Queensland in the run on. Well, the other night we got a real insight into what Lindsay's going to do if he gets that number eight or 10. And he was fantastic. He was really strong up front. He carried well. He pushed for metres, and he really put his body in the line. Joey Manu at fullback has proven they should make a dole out of that guy because there's nothing he can't do. He's like a member of the A-team. He was outstanding. Sonny Bill coming on. There's so much to like about the game the other night, albeit Coach Robinson did say in his press conference he wasn't happy, it was clunky, and I get it. This time of the year, they're really performing. But I tell you what, it was still a great night to be a rooster. And you know what, Silky, we talked about this, uh, You know, we're going to talk about it with Orbo. What a great way to start. You said it to me. What a beautiful way to start a game of football where the whole team, the whole first-grade squad runs out. They leave the theatre of Mitch inside the dressing room on his 303rd record-breaking game, and they make what is known as a beautiful tunnel of honour to honour this great achievement, this great man. Yeah, that's absolutely right. 
Bush, I thought that was quite touching. It was a great way to kind of set the scene. You knew the boys were up for it. Robbo did rest a few players. So we had Teddy in the stands. We had Friendy in the stands. We had CUR in the stands. So, you know, we, we, we dug deep into our uh, reserves, but everyone stood up. And, and just a couple of stats, if you don't mind, Bush, courtesy of at Rooster's Statman on Twitter. The stat man of the week was the one you just mentioned, Joey Manu. One try, one try assist, one line break, 169 metres, 12 tackle breaks. Some great stats there. Uh, Lindsay Collins, you touched on 15 runs, 165 metres, 81 post-contact metres. And, of course, the man of the moment, Orbo, two meat pies, one line break, 11 runs, 112 metres. What a great way to cap off a monumental effort. Absolutely, Silky. And I think what you just said before just typified what the boys are about. You can see how close they are as a unit. You can see their building. As you called Coach Robinson rightfully, the Bart Cummings of Rugby League, he's getting them ready for what is the equivalent to the Melbourne Cup. That is the well, former Winfield Cup, now the Telstra Premiership Trophy. And I'll tell you what, when your whole squad, not team, squad, you talked about the players in the stands, come down, make a guard of honour, that sends a clear message to the Cronulla Sharks and their fans, hey, we're here tonight for our man Orbo. He's got a big occasion. It's a milestone game. This is what he means to us. This is what we're about. And I loved it. I thought it was a really touching thing for his family to see. I thought it was touching for Mitch. You saw and you hear Coach Robinson talk about he doesn't love the limelight. He just ran out there knowing he wanted to do his job. And then Silky, as God would have it, we saw up in the captain's club, people were running a buzz saying, I'm going to back Mitch Orbison for first try score. Well, the captain's club went up as one because everyone thought in his milestone game, we'll get on him. And they did. And people were celebrating in the stands. His family were celebrating. He looked up to his family. It must have meant a lot. And they read all the stories in the in the news articles afterwards and post-match about what it meant to him and honouring his father. Just a great night for a great milestone for a great man. Yeah, spot on, Bush. I also think it's worth noting some of the, his career milestones. He was an Australian schoolboy in 2005. Uh, he debuted at 5'8 all the way back in 2007. He's represented New South Wales country, captained the Roosters on many occasions. He's won three premierships. He was part of the 2010 grand final loss. You know, let's send him out a winner this year with a fourth premiership. So it's been an amazing career. We've had the pleasure of knowing him for a number of years, Bush, and I think one of the takeaways is, particularly from this year, is he is a leader in that club, and I know that a lot of the young players look up to him, and I'm sure he'll be sticking around, but uh, on the flip side of that, he will be sorely missed. Absolutely, Silky, and I know that he is sticking around the club. I know that, you know, at 32 years of age, he's played uh, more rugby league than uh, anyone else in our club and, and other clubs. And it's a massive milestone. When only 41 people achieve that milestone, you realise that uh, this is a really, really tough game. And longevity like this is rare and it should be really celebrated. Hence, tonight's Roosters Radio is all about Orbo. It's an Orbathon, folks. Yeah, that's right, Bush. As we said earlier in the intro, we caught up with Orbo's family, his wonderful mother, Lynn, and brothers, James and Nathan, up in the Captain's Club. And here's a little bit of what they had to say. Mitch Orbison's family here, and we've got his lovely mum, Lynn, women in league round. You must be really proud tonight. Yeah, just really, really proud of the person he is. His moral compass is very, very strong. Boys, if I can ask you a question, backyard footy as kids. Now, James, you were a hooker. You played at the club. Many of you people would have known that James played at the Storm and was at the Roosters. But backyard footy, now Mitch is a champion line runner. Did you teach him how to run those holes? You were a number nine. Tell us a bit about backyard footy growing up with your brother. Very prevalent, obviously, in our household, being the backyard football. I think we're both pretty even, being pretty close in age. 
Nat used to get pumped a bit, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Straight and hard for Nat, and that's all it was. Nat, just on that, uh, you know, had it tonight. It's, it's all about Mitch tonight. It was a really nice touch for the, um, the Roosters boys to run out. It was great as fans to watch it. I mean, you know, we all love what he brings to our club and what you say. Silky and I have the pleasure of interviewing him on Roosters Radio quite regularly. We've had you there as well, uh, James. So you must be proud to see him run out and the team just stop and, and clap and just acknowledge this amazing achievement. Mate, it's really surreal actually seeing it all happen, like with, especially with the Roosters, with the Foundation Club, just for someone even seeing it in normal life with someone else would be good, but just watching my brother do it in a club like this is unbelievable. You can't, can't put it into words really. So, What would he have done if he wasn't a rugby league player? If Mitch didn't go into football, then what would he have done, do you think? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that makes three of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew it. I knew it looking at these two. <laughs> I must admit our family's been involved with the Roosters for 15 years. James first came when he was 17. They have looked after us so well. Kath King is the backbone of the club. She's done everything for our family above and beyond and so good to us and I'm really appreciative of it. Well, Roosters fans, the eagle has landed. We have promised the biggest name in our club and it's not Nick Politis. It is a man that has been here since 2007. He was an Australian schoolboy. He has played for country. He has captained our club. He has won three premierships and played in four. On the weekend, he took our team out on the field in one of the most touching tributes to a fellow rooster and so deserving. He is a hero to the fans. He's our favourite son. And now he's our highest cap player. Would you please all rise as one, stand up with me as we welcome the great, the very humble Mitch Orbison. Orbo, welcome to Roosters Radio. Oh for your record-breaking interview. And, mate, it must be your 50th interview you've been that good to us. <laughs> what a great introduction. I'm actually starting to stand myself there, mate. How good is that? Yeah, what's, uh, what an experience. What a what a great night. And happy that all my family are there. And, and you know, such a special night with, with uh, my mates and my family. And, um, yeah, just couldn't be happier. Although, can I just start by hopping into the week? We know that you would have run out there the other night and not even worried if no one said a thing either. We just know that's the type of character you are from getting to know you, from hearing, you know, your peers, uh, Coach Robinson, talk about you. There's one thing that Silky and I had the pleasure of interviewing your lovely mum, Lynn, and your brothers, Nathan and James, up in the captain's club, and we are as nervous as she said she was. But to see those players run out there, you know, I remember Mal Meninga's last game, and I remember some great moments in rugby league history, the Steve Jackson try, and so many things to enjoy. But to watch our whole squad stand there must be extremely humbling for you and an extremely honourable uh, moment. Hey, to be honest, probably probably one of the best moments of my career. You know, Robbo sort of floated the idea past me during the week. Uh, I graciously said, no, thank you. And, and he said, well, it's going to happen anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry. Can't um, argue with that, can you? No, nah, that's right. When the big boss says it's time, then it, it's going to happen. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, I'd, I'd not in my wildest dreams. I think it would be like it was. Yeah, I had a, obviously a game to to think about, but I, I really wanted to take that moment in. So I just I took an extra second or two at the top of the stairs and had a bit of a look around. And yeah, I just made sure that you know this doesn't ever happen in our game, and I'll I'll make sure I remember that for for the rest of my life. And hundred uh, and I yeah, probably yeah I sure will yeah, <laughs> and I sure will don't worry about that. Although it felt like it set the tone for the game because. 
we started on fire running through that tunnel did did it feel different to to when you're running on normally because as a, as a member in the crowd there was an uh, there was an energy in the in the crowd that we, we were all confident I said to Bush I said mate we've won this we've won and it, that's what it felt like did it feel like that on the field Oh, mate, look, it was a really different feeling look, for me personally because I had to sort of do that, you know, run out by myself and I wanted to make sure I acknowledged the crowd, you know, the guys that were there, the people that have been there for, for a long time for me from, you know, all 303 games. So, yeah, I, and I don't, I, in, in, to be really honest, I don't really have a great track record in sort of milestone games. So when they roll around, I get I get really nervous about them, <laughs> a bit more than usual. And, yeah, you always hope that you know the that we can pull you know, pull off a really good win. But yeah, I just yeah, there was something a little bit different, a little bit a little bit more electricity in the air that that um, yeah, felt confident going into it for sure. Mitch, can we roll back a few weeks to Melbourne? And I've got a little confession to make. We had Minnie on stage, and we talked about the potential for you to break his record back then. And I, I put the inverted commas fingers up to the to the fans in the in the captains club, and I said, look. Unless Mini, uh, you know, Orbo has an accident, mucking around joking, next minute, you know, you go off for the broken arm. I felt awful. And I said to Silky, I said, and even Mini said, mate, that's an Italian hex. You've got powers. I said, no, I haven't, mate. I, we want Orbo to break your record and we're laughing. But back then when you did the arm injury, I mean, what crossed your mind? What went through your head? And, and you know, I mean, obviously you're not worried about records, but just for your season and your last year as well, what went through your mind? How did it feel? First of all, I was in a fair bit of pain. Uh, to be really honest, um, then I then I thought because it was a, a really tough game and we weren't going that well, and I, I felt yeah. dis- disappointed that I, you know, was, was sort of letting the guys down by not being there and trying to get back into that game was my only thought. Records, like I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of guys don't, but I don't play for records. I don't, you know, milestones for me are like not disrespecting them, but it's I play this this game because it's a team sport and it's it's a group of men coming together to do something special. That's why I love it. That's why. Yep. Uh, I show up every every day and do it because uh, I'm playing with my best mates and I want to win. And um, yeah, I was just more disappointed about how that game went that, and we got beat. We got beat soundly. And yeah, then the, the next thing for me went to recovery mode. Like, well, what do I need to do? And uh, how do I get back as, as quick as I can to, to help the team win again? Mitch, when you look back on some of the games that you, know, you talk of and turning up every day, there's got to be a, you know one or two special moments that you think back and reflect on of your time here at the Roosters, it could be under different coaches. It could be just, you know, anything. Is there something that springs to mind when I, I ask you that question? Mate, no, not like I, you know, if I sat down, I could think of a hundred different moments that, that I've, I've really enjoyed. You know, there's, we've traveled to England a few times, as you boys know, like Barcelona, we've done some great things off the field. We've played in some of the biggest games on the field. Like just the, the things that I, that I do love is, like I said before, turning up every day, working so hard and, a collective group of men coming together and achieving something special. That's like, there is no higher thing than that in my mind that, that comes, you know, that comes to mind. It's, that's going to be any better than that. Like everybody working so hard to achieve something special is, you know, and then you, you form bonds for life. There'll be guys that, you know, we've got a reunion coming up in a few years. Uh, one of the guys is getting married. Pierce is getting married in the, in the off season. There's going to be a, a big contingent of the 2013 crew there. And it was, everyone's excited about getting together and, since that time and, and talking about those days. And that's that's what I'm going to love. That's what I'm going to miss about for you. That's what I'm going to love yeah, celebrating in the next few years. Orbo, we, we told the fans that we were speaking to you tonight, we've we've offered them the opportunity to ask some questions. We've obviously vetted them, but talking about 2013, one of the questions from Andy Coops was, well, you played in four grand finals, won three. Which one was most special? 
Nah, there's no way I'm, I'm answering that. I'm sorry. It's, it's like asking which is your favourite kid. Like, you can't. I don't know if you, I've, got, I've got two myself, and there's no way I can answer that. But they're all special for different reasons. I know, well, 13 was, was big because we came off, you know, a pretty ordinary year in 2012, and some new guys came in, and that was, we just sort of got on the back of a bit of momentum and, and loved it. And then going back to back, obviously, was was massive, massive as well. And there's, yeah, there's no way. They're, they're both special to me in different ways for sure. Although just on that comment you made, um, like asking your favourite kid, well, your mum chose hers the other night in the captain club. Um, clearly, mate, you are, uh, you know, Farlap in that family. <laughs> I was going to say it wasn't my youngest brother because I'll tell you what, he's, he's definitely the favourite in our family. He's a baby I, all the way through. So I'll tell you what, he's a big boy too. I don't know why he's not in the red, white and blue. Yeah, I know. You know he, he played a little bit of footy, but injuries got to him early on. Yep. a big fella, but yeah, it was yeah, awesome that they were all there, and, and he's definitely the favourite. Sorry about that, no matter yeah. what I do. Good to see James hasn't given up his gym membership either, or he's, uh, you know. He's... <laughs> yeah, he likes to keep fit. He likes to keep fit, Jimmy, and yeah, he's he's in, in really good good health and got some got a great young family, and um, yeah, obviously really appreciate that he's there as well. Now, Mitch, I'm just going to play a short clip from our interview with your mum on Saturday night. Have a listen to this. What would he have done if he wasn't a rugby league player? If Mitch didn't go into football, then what would he have done? Do you think? Not a lot. <laughs> so, so that makes three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I nice. knew it. I knew it looking at these two. <laughs> well, I'll respond to that in saying I've been underestimated my whole career. So you know, I love hearing, I love being, love being downtrodden and, and people thinking that I can't do something. So I'll, I'll probably be a multi, I reckon, if it's coming after that. But, yeah. Yeah, Mitch, I've got another question from uh, one of our fans. Uh, this one's from Green Atherton. He wants to know, of the young up-and-coming players, do you see any that have similar attributes to you, i.e. longevity, versatility, and more importantly, loyalty? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It's really, like, each year I'm just amazed by the young guys that, that come in. They're, like, to be like, really honest, they're so much better than me. Like, <laughs> when I look at them coming up, they're so much more skill and, and size and, and talent and, and, you know, they're... We've always done a really good job to make sure they understand the history of the, of the Roosters before, you know, at a young age, and it's embedded them in early. And I'm, I can't, you know, I can't wait to see some of these young guys come through. But one of the guy that's that's in our club that's a, a true Rooster is the guy everyone knows about is Victor. I think um, he's, he's got obviously a, a great way that he plays the game and and a great respect for the area and the way he loves the Roosters. It's, um, mate, he's, he's obviously injured at the moment and you just can't keep him out of the office. He's just, he's in there every day, just want to hang out with the guys and do different things. He's doing a bit of the media stuff and he just wants to help out. He's just, um, yeah, I hope this doesn't go down and he hears this because he'll, uh, <laughs> he'll take this all the way. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Victor, the way he plays and, and the way he's like as well. I, I think another thing too, Mitch, when we look at your career, a word that comes to mind for me personally is consistency. Uh, you know, consistency, like you, there was no, I couldn't tell the difference between, you know, a poor performance and, and a great performance. You've always been at the top of your game. And Dennis O'Sullivan wanted to know, what's the secret to being so consistent through your 300-game career? And what advice would you give to young players? Yeah, it's, oh, good question. A couple, a couple of things come to mind. It's like, first of all, for, for me to, to be picked in this team and, and to stay in this team, I, I had to be consistent. I had to be able to play a lot of different positions and, and from there, I had to, to nail my preparation. I had to make sure I was training really well and, and, and eating well and, and recovering and doing everything I could to 
to make sure, I'll, you know, on come a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I, I was ready to go and, and I was, you know, somewhere near my best. And the other part is I, I, I really didn't want to let the jersey down. I, I take a good, you know, a couple of minutes each week, you know, just admiring this jersey, like knowing what's come before me, knowing that how much history is in it. And mate, I, I just, it's a thrill every time I get to put it on and uh, I, I get excited when I get to do that. So that's, that's probably the other part of it that, that I really enjoy too. Mitch, uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing Anthony Minicello prior to having your lovely family up your mum, Linda, and your brothers, Nathan and James. And I, I said to Minnie, you know, Minnie, how does it feel? And, you know, for him to speak so highly, he almost, he choked up. He said, mate, you know what? Records are there to be broken. And I just love what Orbo brings to, you know, the, the club, the table and everything he does. And, you know, he, he sat there and he just sort of waxed lyrical about your time together, you know, the 13 grand final things achieved. And he said, if it's going to be broken by someone, I want it to be someone like Mitch and someone so worthy. What did Minnie say and what did Rico say to you in the week and uh, how did it feel? Yeah, so uh, the guys were awesome. Uh, Rico sent me some texts uh, before 300, uh, my 300th game a few weeks back saying, welcome to the club. And it was an honour for him to, to watch me play. And, and coming from a guy from Rico like that, like, oh, I was suddenly like, melting my seat. That was that was unbelievable. And then Minza called me last week as well and said something similar, just that uh, how proud he was and, to my, my response, mate, I, I almost apologised. I felt I was a bit embarrassed to honestly be breaking. I said, mate, and I can't believe like, I'm, I'm doing it. It should be someone else. But, you know, he just said, no, nah, no, nah, mate, no, nah, you've I've seen how you've worked and how hard you've you've showed up every day to, to go after something. And, you know, he was he was really proud of me. And But Minza taught me a lot too coming through, you know, about longevity. He had to, to you know, remould the way he did things and, and he brought all us younger guys along, which was awesome. So, yeah, he taught me a lot and, and probably got me through the you know the last hundred games from from things and techniques that, that I use today from from Minza. Mitch, it's often said that you'll play anywhere in the team, and the selflessness that Silky talked about, and the consistency. You don't care as long as it's got a, a rooster on the front of the jersey. But is there a position that you really, if, if Coach Robin said sat to you down this week and said, right, Oba, last few games you get to play wherever you want. What position would you choose? Yeah, well, that that wouldn't happen. <laughs> it's just, um, <laughs> you know, because that that's not that's never happened. So I'm, I have never really thought about that. I've never never laid at night at night going. I just really want to do this position. It's it's for me. It's not what it's about. It's I've got a job to do, and whatever job that is, it's um, I'll make sure I get my head around it. And I love the challenge of of those different roles. So if he come to me tomorrow and said, "This is whatever the position is. This is what you need to do for the team," I'll think my teeth into it and I'll do. I'll put my own spin on it. That's what I will do. But Yep. I'll, I'll go after that that position and and try and um, win a game of footy for the guys and do a job for sure. So, Mitch, young players coming through who want to model themselves on you, and there's plenty of them. You know, it's it's very unique to have someone like you that you can. One minute you're at five eight, then you're at fullback, then you're in centre. You know, that was years ago, but then you're in the centres. You played halfback, you play hooker, play in the second row lock very easily. You make it look so easy across the park. How do you have to adapt your game? How much work goes into studying those specialised positions? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think. I think in our game, there's a you know you get pigeonholed in a position when you when you're growing up, you play the same position over and over. And when you get to this level, there's a lot of guys that can play that are world class in each position. And you need to to learn off those guys that are that are there. And you need to to know exactly what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then you need to be able to apply that to different positions. So if it's hooker or you know that week you need to concentrate on your passing and your defence and make sure that's all really good. And then after that, you put your own style of footy on it, whether you run or whether you're you know, a different type of tackle or, or, or something like that. So whatever 
you do, like do the basics really well and then put your own spin on that position is, is probably something that, that I'll yeah. um, advice that I'll give. Makes sense. Now, Orbo, Friday night we're playing our fiercest rivals, the uh, the mob down the road, South Sydney. What are you expecting from them? Yeah, I think um, everybody circles this game, don't they? The, the against the absolutely South rivals down the road, and yeah, expecting obviously a really really tough game. No matter where the two teams are on the ladder, no matter what happens in the weeks before, uh, I think history shows that it's normally a really high quality game. So expecting that, expecting. Yeah, obviously getting hopefully getting a few guys back this week and yeah, ready to to go out there to to the stadium and to show them and go after something, you know, go after a really good Rabido team and, and try and get better from last week from us for sure. Yeah, he's hoping so. And last question from me, mate. When the sun sets on that career in about six weeks time, what's Mitch Orbison gonna do? Yeah, we're gonna luckily be still be involved in the club, which is really good. Got some some work lined up there. We're gonna exactly nut out the role in the next next few weeks. What that is, but really excited about that. Uh, that'll probably consist of a bit of junior development and and things like that. So I'm 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 really looking forward to to that next chapter and spending a bit more time with the family, which would be nice. I'd like to have me around a bit more. Well, you've deserved it, mate. Be one of those guys who sit in the stands, has a few beers, and, and cheers the boys yeah, on for, for the rest absolutely. of my life. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. But, but, there's, but there's some work to do yet. There is some work. Mitch, finally, you know, we've got a lot of fans. We've uh, built this show up off the back of interviews like this with you. We want to say a sincere thanks. You know, this is not your last interview on Roosters Radio, and, and I can certainly tell you that, uh, you know, we look forward to talking to you again another time. But, you know, you've been so good to us over the years. You know, you've been – you're our favourite son of the Roosters, you know. So, you know, I love watching you play. We love what you bring, the culture you bring, the type of human you are. And even as uh, older men, we model ourselves a little bit on Orbo. So what would be your message to the fans? And, uh, you know, what would you like to say to the Roosters Radio faithful? They're going to listen to this intently. Once your name gets attached to the interview, our download levels go right up there. What's your final word to the fans for this season? We're going to leave you alone to go and do what we know you're going to do and grab that other milestone we, want to, we won't talk about till it's done. What's the message? Yeah, just it's been one hell of a ride for me. And I'm not sure there's been some really, really tough times and, and some really good times. And, and there's, there's people that, that listen to this this radio and, and podcast that know that you know we're, we've been through them all together and thank you so much for your support I, I probably couldn't have done it without them and yeah I'm, I'm gonna and I hope they do I hope they really enjoy the next few weeks and you know enjoy a, a really good footy team going after something special so thanks very much guys and I really appreciate it well, thank we'll you mate to, uh, we'll go back to polishing that statue that we have of you that's a naked one <laughs> yeah I've got the Mr Sheen out now Bush just sits <laughs> sits a little bit higher than Boyd Cordner but you wouldn't know if that makes sense anyway <laughs> Play well Friday, mate, and best of luck into the finals. Good on you guys. Legend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Orbo. Our most cap player. And sincerely, like, what a great humble human being and what a great guy to, uh, you know, represent our club with the highest honours. Well, Bush, you had the idea many years ago to get the uh, statue commissioned. And, uh, look, I'll be the first to admit I kind of said, well, why? And you said because this guy's going to play more games for this club than anyone else in its history. And, uh, look, once again, the prophecy has prevailed and uh, as I sit here in the studio here at Radio Hub just looking at the uh, physique cut out of marble, that is Mitch Orbison, uh, wow, what else can I say? Yeah, and the longevity of it, Silky. You can just tell that statue is going to last a long time in our studio as well. So it'll be there for 303 podcasts at a minimum. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. 
Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And what a great chat it was there with Mitch Orbison. And a special thanks to all the Roosters fans who, uh, you know, got involved and sent some great questions. Uh, you know, that was a great question, I thought, from uh, Grant Atherton in relation to some of the qualities of, of some of our younger players. But, Bush, it's worth noting that in two weeks' time, the National Rugby League Women's Competition kicks off in earnest. We've got a new side this year. We've got a new coach. Uh, you've had a fair bit to do with Jamie Feeney. I have, Silky. Uh, trained with Jamie Feeney quite a bit. Uh, the results weren't there for me, but uh, he's not my nutritionist. But I tell you what, Jamie Feeney is an outstanding human being. He's a former first grader with the Canterbury Bulldogs and, of course, the Canberra Raiders. He's coached the New South Wales women's team. He's the Gillaroos assistant coach. And he's now here at the Roosters guiding our, our women's professional team. And uh, I think he's just such a great guy. He's going to make a huge difference. What is worth noting is that the Australian women's sevens rugby union team have been added to a lot of the NRL women's teams. So we'll see for the very first time Charlotte Caslick, who was the captain of the successful Rio Olympic women's team. She'll be playing for the Roosters. There's also quite a few new younger players. And, of course, we're coming off the back of a strong season with our Central Coast Roosters. So there's quite a few new young players uh, joining the team. And, Bush, we were lucky to catch up with two of those players, Zahara and Caitlin, also on Saturday night. And here's a little bit of what they had to say. Girls, firstly, welcome and thanks very much for your time tonight. Oh, thank you for having us. Uh, Women's Rugby League, who would have thought uh, in 2020 when you guys grew up that we'd be uh, embarking upon a season out here at the SCG and playing against the other uh, first-grade clubs? It must feel amazing for you. Yeah, so I've actually only been playing rugby league for two years now. Um, I'm from Orange, New South Wales, so they don't really have much women's rugby league out that way. But at the end of 2018, they um, put on a bit of an exhibition match, just a one-off game, and I gave it a crack. And, um, yeah, I basically just fell in love with it and knew it's what I wanted to do. So 2019, I got the opportunity to play with the Mounties down here in Sydney. So I'd travel three hours a week back and forth, three times a week to play for them. I was then going to do that again this year. But with mum relocating to Queensland, I just thought it would be easier to relocate to and play down that way. So I just finished my season with the Tweed Seagulls in the Wholesome Cup. But yeah, it is a dream come true because, um, yeah, two years and I've got my first NRL contract. Yeah, Jamie. Congratulations. Thank you. Caitlin, I've got to ask, obviously, if you've only just started playing rugby league, prior to, to rugby league, what were the sports that you obviously were good at? Yeah, I played a bit of touch football, league tag, netball. I just love sport, but... I always wanted to play rugby league. I grew up watching my dad play and my brother played and, yeah, always wanted to give it a go. And so, Harry, you're in your second year with the Roosters now. You would have learned a fair bit from last year playing in the competition. New coach as well. Can you tell us anything about Jamie Feeney? I know you guys have only started training this week, but I suppose a couple of questions. How's training been and uh, new coach? Yeah, training's been good. You know, we've got short prep this year. We've only a couple of weeks pre-season, but... Um, no, I've, I know Jamie because um, he's the assistant jewelry's coach. So, um, yeah, he's he's a pretty good coach. So I'm happy that he's he's with us. Happy to know Jamie pretty well. He quite fancies himself as a bit of a super coach, doesn't he? Uh, can we shed any light on that, Caitlin? Yeah, look, Jamie's pretty confident. Um, <laughs> no, he's got some confidence in the, um, the team he's put together this year. I think he's got a good mix of experience and a lot of new faces. Obviously... 
his role before this with the NRL was the head of the Women's Pathways Program. So through that, I know I've been in his development programs and, yeah, through that he's brought a new a lot of new talent to the club. So I think, yeah, hopefully we do you all proud this year, get some good games. And a few wins. Zahara, do you watch the, the men's game or the other women's game and model yourself on someone? Is there someone that you know? Uh, you're looking at Sonny Bill, you know, uh, you know, or Satili, or you know, you see the way Jared plays and think, I'm going to do what he does. I'm going to smash that opposition. Oh well, I'm a I'm a five eight, so probably I'm not looking at people to smash. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I did growing up idolize um Sonny Bill, so I. I always tell my mum that's my real dad, but um, no, like, and she says that is as well. But no, um, no, yeah, I've probably Sunny Bull, my fellow that I try to be, but yeah, I don't have the body. Finally, ladies, uh, important game tonight for both sides, particularly where we're going to be playing. You know where we sit in the ladder. Win tonight almost cements uh, a third place on the table for the Roosters, but also for the Sharks a bit to play for. How do you see tonight's game? Oh, I see. I see the boys, you know, playing really well tonight, especially for Albo's 303rd game. So um, hopefully they they get the win tonight, and um, you know, do as captain, which would be that would be nice. We'll see. Caitlin, finally, it would be remiss if we didn't ask women in league round. We all know the important role that women play and, and you guys are going to play both on and off the field. There's so many mums, officials, volunteers. You know. It's- for, since the game developed, women have been the unsung heroes and now they're getting the recognition they've deserved for so long. Who's the biggest influence and, uh, you know, is it your mum or, you know, can you talk about some of your influences? Yeah, straight away, obviously, mum comes to mind. She um, wouldn't miss a game. She hasn't missed a game. She hates that the borders are closed and that she can't get down here without having to do a, um isolation on the way back. Yeah, she definitely is... Um, the key behind my success. I was also lucky enough my first coach was a female growing up around the junior footy out out in the country, like even from grassroots levels all the way up. You see all the footy mums, the daughters, the sisters, the staff, the volunteers, they all play an invaluable role and I think if you took all of them out of the game, it definitely wouldn't be what what it is. Um, So, yeah, super special this round. Yeah, well said. I think you're 100% right. Can't uh, can't do without our contribution to Women's League. Ladies, thank you so much. The nerves are all gone. You spoke beautifully. So I want to thank him, please. Would you please thank Caitlin and Zahara for our Women's League thank Rugby you. League team for the Roosters. And we wish you the best for this season. Go win a comp. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And it's been a great episode thus far as we pay homage to the one and only Mitch Orbison. But Bush, we have a game of football this Friday night. We're taking on our fierce rivals, South Sydney Rabbitohs. How do you see it? Well, Silky, some would call them mortal enemies as well. But, mate, this is just another chapter in the book of feuds that Russell can sit back either in Woolloomooloo, Point Piper, LA or somewhere in Uzbekistan while he's doing his movie trailer and just write about this game because I tell you what, the way we're looking, I know we're a little clunky against the Sharks, but with the players that were sitting in the stands, as you said at the beginning of this podcast, coming back on, uh, South dropping a little bit of form, I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting big things from our boys to power over the top of the bunnies, and I cannot wait for Friday night. Yeah, I have to concur, Bush. I think it's a saddle up the Palominos moment. I think we're coming in hot. You know, we've got the inclusion of some of our big names, namely Boyd Cordner, of course, making his return, Friendy Siwa. So look out, South. I'm predicting a score. I'm predicting 20-plus points. I'm saying 42 Roosters, 16 South.
Ooh, not bad. I'm 36 to 6, Silky. I think we'll let him over the stripe once. As you said, the week before last, we only had Newcastle score with kicks. And I think the same can be said. The Sharks was just a few errors. And, it, and let's face it, it wasn't our strongest side with everyone that's on the bench. So with our men coming back in, I really see our defence tightening up and I'll see our line strengthening. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, Mr. 303 himself, Mitch Orbison. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win.